Alright Project, welcome back to In The Black 18 and this is part one of a three-part series that we've wanted to do for a while on marketing. So, how what the what's the ultimate goal of marketing? The ultimate goal of marketing is to generate more leads for your business and convert those leads into prospects. Those prospects become uh, clients and they stay with you for life. And so marketing is how you get your message out there how you connect those leads and all those certain things. So that's what we're going to dive into. Part one is going to be on building your avatar, so finding the clients that you want. Part two is going to be on online marketing and then part three is going to be about offline marketing. So we're going to release uh, each part uh, for the next three weeks and uh, this week we're going to start with the with the avatar. But before we get into it, uh, we are going to begin with um, our resource of the week. The resource this week is Hootsuite. Yes. Uh, and it is an auto-posting resource. So we actually first came across this because they used to use Hootsuite to post the program back at the gym we used to go to, um, like into a Facebook group. So it's very, very good for social media posting where, yeah, you need to be posting something that you can pre-organize, and but it needs to be posted like daily or weekly. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it connects with all social media platforms. So if you have a Facebook page or a Facebook group that you need to post to regularly and you want to schedule them ahead of time, or Instagram, um, that's probably a big one. Twitter is another thing. And one thing that Instagram brought in in 2018 was actual scheduling for posts that you don't have to approve with your phone. So previously, you could schedule posts, but what would happen is it would schedule it and then it would send the post to Instagram on your phone. So you still had to log into your phone at the time and approve the, the schedule and post, but now it actually posts directly to your Instagram. So I don't know, Instagram must have lifted that barrier. Mm. Can't do it for videos yet. Well, I'm not sure why exactly, but uh, for photos, you can do that and they still have the same thing for the video. So you can just like s- schedule it and then it'll pop up on your phone saying like, hey, just need approval to like post this video. That's cool. But it also does analytics as well. So you can see like the most optimal times to post. You can see um, how your audience is engaging, how many new followers you had, less followers, um, comments, uh, the themes of different comments, the... Uh, some of the demographics of your audience so it's good insights you know once you start collecting this data and you learn more and more about your audience you know you may maybe you thought your audience was 90% male you realize it's 50-50 male female mm. and so maybe you start needing more more feminine posts for example or female directed posts or maybe we just realize for example with the podcast that we need to get more girls on and it's something we hear all the time but you know we think our demographic is mostly men so mm. are we going to satisfy most of that but it's just like insights on that sort of stuff so Extremely useful tool, and I'd say it's just a great tool for just time saving. Um, you know, everyone knows they need to be posting to Instagram regularly uh, or posting to Facebook regularly, but it's a hard thing to do every single day and be creative every day. But it's great to build out a plan. Say, you know, on Mondays we post about a member, on Tuesdays we post about nutrition, on Wednesdays we post about uh, an Olympic lift, on Thursdays we do a throwback to um, you know an event at the gym, and then on Fridays we give you a, a weekend tip to. Um, Get more out of your weekend, for example. So you know that's your format from Monday to Friday. You know that once that's going to be your format for at least the next three months. So you go and take a shitload of photos uh, along those lines, along those themes. You edit them all. You throw them into Hootsuite. And then for the next three months, you don't have to worry about social media. You know, it's just going to post up there every day. Uh, you optimize all your posts for maximum engagement, um, for hashtags, for area search, for all this stuff. And it's just like super time efficient. So... Mm. I don't know exactly how much time you would save in a day, but say you spent an hour from the inception of the idea to taking the photo, to editing the photo, to writing the caption, to posting it, 
I'd say on average, you definitely have an hour. Uh, you could essentially close the gap on that. I mean, you wouldn't completely take away that entire time because you still have to do each photo individually, but I reckon you could get it down to, especially because you're on your phone versus on your computer, I reckon you could get it down to... Sure, like one-tenth of the time. Yeah, 10 to 20% of the time. And so that means, you know, if you're spending an hour times, say, 300 days, so that's 300 hours, now you take that, take 80% off that, uh, then you're saving yourself 240 hours in the year, which is 10 days. What could you do with 10 days? A shitload of stuff. If you want even more reason, Visa, the company Visa, uses Hootsuite. Yeah. It's important. <laughs> it's fucking, it's a great product. That's our, that's our resource of the week. Go get it. Hootsuite. Cool. And our lesson this week uh, was when we were at the fitness expo, uh, like our 10,000 calorie haze kicked in more around, I would say, 4 p.m. That's where I literally couldn't learn or operate. <laughs> the mental fog was so bad. But I was only like, when I got to the expo, I was only just over 2,000 calories down. So I was still feeling really good. So most, most women's daily intake. And I mean, we consumed, I consumed another 1500 while at the expo, but what I'd noticed in and around that 1500 calories of consumption was just how much of a bubble you can still fall into. And I know we've like kind of mentioned it before, but I was like, oh, you know, like these days, like people are really moving away from like supplements with chemicals and like everyone's like on the whole, like natural stuff. Like it's really where things are going. And I think, I still think it is where things are going. But when you just get stuck in your bubble of the fitness industry, yep. you just remember like what is more the majority and what other people are doing. You get there and you know the healthy like all natural brands are like right at the back in the corner and like the no ch- one is walking past. Yeah. And then just like the absolute just shit, like just the whatever chemicals, no one gives a fuck what's on the <laughs> ingredients list. That shit is like center stage going off. Yeah, and just remind yourself like oh there's the majority, but because I just hang out with the minority. You can get a really warped view and then you really think you're right and you, and you know where it's going. So, um, yeah, you've got to find different ways to really feel like you have your pulse on stuff and just like your circle of friends, like a really, really bad way to have the, your finger on the pulse. Mm. Well, you just look at memberships. Like Gym Fitness First has hundreds of thousands of yeah. members across Australia. CrossFit gyms combined, they probably average 50 to 70 members per gym. Obviously, it's, it's, a barely, it's barely any people. Yeah. yeah, it's a completely different product offering, but the amount of people that are flowing into Globo gyms is like insane, right? Mm. Because that's what most people want. If most people wanted CrossFit, CrossFit would be bursting you know, mm. at the seams. They were for a little bit, but I could be nonstop. It's still different, just a different like sphere of numbers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's just like totally different ballpark. But yeah, yeah it is a good reminder. And it's, it's a good reminder to, to realize what you're doing is having a much more positive impact on the world than what some of these other companies are doing. Well, when yeah, there was 100 gyms in Sydney, 100 CrossFit gyms. I think it's a bit less now. That's 50 members each. That's 5,000 members. <laughs> like the Fitness First alone in Bonai Junction has 8,000. Yeah. And there's two in Bonai Junction. Yeah. Within 50 meters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's several other global gyms. Yeah. So, it's, yeah, they, that's the majority. Yeah. Uh, so, it's a, it's a nice reminder. All right. So, let's dive into part one. Uh, so, in this episode, it's... The focus is on really finding out about like your best client, like who is the person you want to serve. Now, you have to get really specific on this stuff, but also remember, it does take time to evolve the client you want to work with. You've, you've, as our coaches say, you've got to be in love with the problem you're solving, right? So you've got to be, whatever problems this person is facing, you have to be in love with working with this client. And it definitely evolves over time and there can be multiple avatars. I find there's always one sort of main avatar that that, uh, that your gym might gravitate towards, you know, 35-year-old bums, you know, that, for <laughs> example. <said> bums. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you going to sell them? <laughs> no. 
men off the street, bums off the street. Now, 35-year-old mums, you know, with a kid and maybe they're, um, you know, they got a one-year-old and they want to look how they did pre-pregnancy. Maybe that's your avatar or whatever. But, you know, you're obviously still going to get maybe other women at the gym in their late 40s or in their early mm. 20s or whatever. And you can still obviously help them. Your product still does that. But there needs to be a specific me- messaging out to your avatar, um, which is which is super important. So, I mean, you guess you can write this down or whatever you want to do. But the first thing is you want to look at, you know, the basic demographics of your client. You want to pick an age age range. I wouldn't go more than like eight years because, you know, someone that's 35, someone that's 45, yes, you can find 35s and 45s. They're extremely similar at which point they are in their life. But generally across the board, mm. the messaging to them is, is a bit different. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's not that obvious, right? And then so... I would pick an age range of, ideally, you'd pick five years. Mm. That's that's probably the most accurate. So, say like 35 to 40 or 30 to 35. That is when you're going to get your messaging uh, really clear. And then is other stuff like that. So, where do they live? What kind of income do they generate? Well, like what's their average salary? Uh, what's, their, what's their family status? Do they have kids? Do they want kids? Do they not want kids? Are they married? Are they girlfriend? Non-boyfriend? Are they single? Are they horny? Are they not horny? Mm. All this sort of stuff. It's like super important. Uh, because that is going to dictate the stuff that you're writing on your ads or like the pamphlets that you're handing out or the um, you know, the emails that you're sending, all that sort of stuff. So that's where you've got to start is, is getting getting clear with that avatar. Yeah, I think it's basically just finding out you know who your target audience is so you can actually target them. And I think the biggest thing I had to realize was at the start, it's scary because you feel like, oh, that's not the only person I want or do I need to kick out all the people that are not like this? It's not really like that. It's more that... You know, when you send out a message, even though you send it to a thousand people, it gets consumed one person at a time. So you are actually only speaking to individuals, right? It's the only way people can actually consume your content. So you do have to think about somebody in mind when you write it. So if you have a gym, it's not that we need to go kick out everyone that's not between 35 and 40. It's more that just in our messaging, we have to have that person in mind exactly. So we can target them. So it, it can be most effective, but it's not like a panic and that if someone's 41 walks in, you just turn them straight away and no. like kick them out the door. No. But it, it's just it's just the way you target. Yeah. But then to that to that extent, if someone is way, way outside your avatar, they probably won't be yeah. a good fit for the gym because what you'll find over time is even though your messaging is changing, everything is changing with it. So like the nutritional programs you offer, the social events that you do, the programming of your gym, even to the, the coaches that you hire, all these sort of things start falling into place to really start meeting the needs of that avatar. And, you know, if some, if males that are, you know, 25 to 30 that want to, you know, that play rugby and want to, you know, make it professionally in rugby, if that's your avatar, then if someone that walks in that is, you know, 48 years old and they've retired from rugby and they almost want nothing to do with it and, you know, all they want to do is just get their health back and they just want to do mobility and, and yoga and that sort of thing, then... I mean, you probably attracted them with a little bit of the wrong messaging, but they're not going to be a good fit for your program. Mm. So the, in in some cases, it's probably best not to make a sale to that person. Be like, hey, most of the guys that train here are young. We do really hard, high-intensity shit. It's probably not the best thing for you at this stage in your life. The reality is you can't do like what you did in your 20s and what you did in your 30s and what you did in your 40s in the preceding decades. It's actually really true. Guys that you're still doing CrossFit, but you're doing it differently, right? You're not doing mm. like triple day training plan. Like you're doing four times a week, you know, mostly bodybuilding, some mixed modal conditioning, right? But you're still under the banner of CrossFit, but 
your needs have completely changed. And that's just how you can imagine like, oh, we're all CrossFit gyms, but if you have a specific avatar, like your programming is going to be very different mm. to the gym that's like, hey, we're taking regionals athletes only, right? And even our gym has evolved over time. Um, and yeah, so I would definitely think about trying to have like two avatars, probably a male and a female, probably who you're most likely to work with. And then the next thing, the next steps from there, once you've found that avatar, you what you'll identify, I, I imagine you'd do this, right? Because you'd probably have had to have some of them in your gym to know this person. Reach out to that person and now you get into some more of the psychographic sort of stuff, so some of the psychology behind it. So that is like, okay, where do you go to eat on weekends? What do you do for fun? Um, how much uh, time do you spend in this part of town? How much time do you spend in that part of town? Uh, how much leisure time do you have on the weekends? How much time do you spend with your family? Or all these sort of questions, and that can get you a little bit more inside their head to find more of them, mm. where they hang out. Yeah, we were just asking those questions ourselves to some of our best members because we're you know, trying to target a particular type of member at the moment um, at the gyms. And I think it's particularly important if that avatar is quite different to you um, or you're not selling like your previous self. Mm. So if you were like 23, so you're 27 now and you're thinking like, I need 23-year-olds who are just like me, didn't know what to do with their fitness and now I'm just going to show them all I've learned. It's quite easy, right? Because you knew exactly who you were then. Yeah. Maybe it's a little bit old, yeah. but it's pretty similar. You knew what websites you're yeah. on. You know what you're interested in. Whereas, you know, for us right now, it's quite common we're targeting someone older than us. Yeah. That's really an unknown. Yeah. And it's really foolish to think you know what old people do. Oh, so foolish. Um, if you just think about, you know, someone who's five years younger than you thinking about they know what you do, right? You'd like laugh. I'd be like, oh, you have no idea. You're only 18. Yeah. Um, so it's the same thing. So that's when you've really got to go and ask. Or maybe you're targeting a different gender. Um, or maybe you've been fit your entire life and you're targeting people who are completely unfit. Mm. You've basically got no idea. Mm. I've got no idea what it feels like to go to McDonald's for breakfast and no it's idea. not like epic cheap meal. No idea. It's just like a normal <laughs> meal. I don't even know what that's, what that's like. I don't even know what it feels like. So that's where you need to get help particularly. Um, that's why we did how 10, to, with how to speak to their language. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, cool. You know, I'm actually, a really good story about Avatar is a story where um, it, it fits in really well with this show because obviously Drew um, is a good friend of ours and a sponsor of the podcast and he has Alchemy and one of Drew's earliest clients was Luke Starr, um, Star Strength, he's my coach now and Star was starting his program and he was like, it was like all new, right? He didn't have an athlete Starting program. Drew's program. Yeah, he was, he was on Drew's program but he was starting his Star Strength program. Yeah. He didn't have it, right? And now it's grown a lot um, through Drew's help but but he had nothing at the start and Drew was like, hey, cool, you need to you know, get a name and you need like an avatar so we can put up an ad. And they were like, who's like the kind of guy you want? And they were like, I don't know how it came out about exactly, but I've heard the story from them. They're like, oh, it's, it's Raph, right? Someone like Raph. Okay. Like he's a gym owner, but you know, like I've heard that he, he wants to try and go to regionals, but he's training by himself. Like I can really help those guys because I've been to regionals. Got a shit deadlift. Yeah, and like, like he's like, Star's like, that's the kind of guy I want because he's training in the middle of the day. He stopped doing classes now. He used to come to classes at, at Active, but but now he's like off by himself. And I know how hard it is to get to regionals and I reckon I can really help someone like that. So I was basically the avatar. So then they wrote a Facebook ad about the avatar. And like long story short, the post, the, the ad went up. Obviously, it got served to me because they, they looked at what I like on Facebook yeah. and things like that. So obviously, that post came to me. Do you remember what the headline was for it? I think I still have the screenshots. I would like to go find it, but I'm pretty sure it was a photo of him doing chest bars okay. at regionals. <laughs> Your absolute weakness. And it was, uh, <laughs> and it was like attention, like trying to make regionals. I was like, oh, of course I'm going to read this. Yeah. Because it targeted towards me. Yeah. And they found me because they they know my likes. And then I responded, and it's a funny story because I remember 
I heard it later, Starry like saw the first one and it was me. And he like calls up Drew, he's like, you're not going to fucking believe this. <laughs> this shit works so well. <laughs> that motherfucker responded. Yeah. And it, that is incredible, yeah. right? Because they like you're targeting this one person, it's like an example person and I actually respond to a paid Facebook ad. But you, um, paid, you did it as a joke though, sort of. It, it was more of a joke, but, but deep down it wasn't a joke. Deep down it wasn't a joke and yeah. it obviously wasn't a joke because I'm still paying him three years <laughs> later, whatever it is. So, uh, I think that is the power of niche. Yeah. Right? He got exactly who he wanted. Yeah, that's a great story. Yeah, that, that is powerful. Yeah, when you get your messaging right, when you target the right person, you, you find them. And that's what that's what you guys have to start with. So, if you really struggle with this, if you don't know who you want to work with, the best place to start would just be to look through your membership base or look through your clients or look with people you've worked with in the past and just picked out your favorite clients mm. that you love to working with. And then maybe it would be different aspects of their clients. Maybe you like the fact that they had these certain goals and you liked helping people with these goals. So maybe they weren't like the best fit. Like, oh, he had like these goals, but you know, he was probably a little bit too young. I'd rather work with someone a little mm. bit older. So you can find pieces of your different members because they're not going to all be the perfect avatar, yeah. but you can find the pieces of their likes and dislikes and how they are and, and what they do to find exactly the person that you want to look for. Uh, and, th- and then you can start sending that message out there and you'd be really surprised uh, as to, you know, kind of who responds and, and exactly hopefully get a situation yeah. like Raph it, it really is almost like a magical thing when you see a person just like the person you imagined walk in the door. Yeah. But that is the result. Yeah. And part of finding that person first and asking about all, all the stuff in their life is then you're going to get insight into what we're doing at the moment as to where to find more of them. Yeah. And that is when... And that is where to find them. That is your lead source, right? So uh, that is why we're going to cover in the next two parts is online and offline because it's likely that, you know, they're going to have some form of online interaction unless they're like, I don't know, in their three-year-olds. Three-year-olds or in their 80s or something, like extreme age groups. But pretty much everyone's connected online these days. So finding where they are online and how you can target them there. And then we're going to do offline where they exist, you know, when they're not on their phones or on their on their computers and, and how you can target them there. So um, super helpful stuff for you guys and uh, we'll talk to you about it uh, in the next part.